0: One of the things that happened in the dynamic of the leadership team straight away is we've talked about the shock absorber for years but this was the first time we really had a a really good chance to actually see the shock absorber in action because we had junior staff members and interns in our team and then more experienced older members in our team as well and all us older members deferred to the young people and said how do you guys think we can make this work?
1: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Shock Absorber podcast and it's a slightly different podcast uh, we have for you today. Now uh, we are of course still at Sora Church Kiriwe. We're leading up into the Friday night gathering. So what better way to have uh, a person involved in the Friday night gathering, Ethan <laughs> Crawshaw. Now also Hello, the nepotism is through the roof because we've got two <laughs> Crawshaws on tonight. Um, oh. So as usual my co-host Stu Crawshaw, how are you?
0: Hello, Joel. It's good to pastor. see you.
1: It was good to see you too. <laughs> Senior pastor of Saw Revival Church, but also your son, Ethan. Yes, youth pastor at Saw Revival Church.
2: I'm I'm currently sitting in the middle of you two, and I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a, a watching a tennis. But I got <laughs> I got to turn my
0: whole body <laughs> when I talk.
1: It's like a uh, Rafael Nadal yeah. versus some. Wild card entry. <laughs> From the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> From the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, well, you're Berg or someone like that. That sounds good. Yeah.
0: I, yes. Yes, actually that would work. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I think I look similar to him too. <laughs>
1: Very similar. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, uh, the reason that we have Ethan on is because a bit of a special episode mm. related to um, how we adapted as Sorrow Revival Church during the time of COVID and adapting to that situation and um, still being able to get church going uh but we shouldn't kind of go to the point where it actually happened so obviously as everyone will probably know towards the end of 2019 the start of 2020 uh, a worldwide pandemic came upon us mm-hmm. uh, obviously affected the entire world still is and uh, also affected how churches actually got together and whether they were allowed to get together and all that kind of thing but at if we talk about our context uh, at Soul Revival Church, we got to the point where, I'm not exactly sure when it happened, but at a certain point in New South Wales, they, or, um, they announced a lockdown in terms of people couldn't go out unless they needed to go for something essential. Mm-hmm. And that um, really changed how we were doing church. So the reason that we do have you on, Ethan, is because you were a very uh, major force behind uh, actually... Making it happen. There was yes, yeah, uh, so I did lots of things. You did which do was lots fun. of things, but it was a great example. Also, I think you would agree, Stu, of this uh, using the shock absorber to its full effect and helping, or uh, using our young people and the abilities they had, and being at the forefront of that cultural change to be able to adapt to the certain situation that we had. Would you agree? Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah.
1: So it was actually um, a mad, a really mad time. It was all over the place. Um, if we. Rewind back to when it actually happened. I think, Ethan, you might be able to confirm for us. The announcement actually came on a Friday. Was that correct?
2: I was reflecting on this before. I'm pretty sure we were sitting... I was not on staff yet. Uh, I was an intern at Solis and I was... We were upstairs in a staff meeting and the news broke. We were trying to figure out what we were going to do. Yeah. And we just said, all right, well, let's... This weekend from as soon as we start, let's go online, uh, make it digital And so we got to actually, for the very, very first church service of of lockdown, was that Friday night. And so (laughs) the Friday gathering that Friday night, we tried to go online.
1: What was your thoughts at the time, Stu? Do you remember, like, you were like, oh gosh, this is going to be a bit intense?
0: Mm. Yeah, well, obviously all of us were really concerned for everyone's health and safety and we're really uh saddened at the impact that this COVID disease had on so many people around the world and so many societies and so many people have suffered a lot more than we have here in sydney and uh we have uh a sense that we're very um we have very heavy heart for how many people as we sit here today we have very heavy heart thinking of the huge impact this has had on people's lives um and so when it comes to doing church, we're doing church in the context of the suffering of many people around the world. So even though it created some uh, challenges for us in the church, though they, were, they weren't that uh, extreme really in our context. And it was important though, uh, even though uh, that was the case, that we needed to make sure that we, we could continue some kind of continuity for people to continue to preach the gospel in season and out of season and to try and think together what it would look like to care for our people when we weren't able to be able to meet together anymore because that was the big impact for us of the lockdown when it first came out. So around the room that first day, it was, there was a lot of mixed emotions, uh, a lot of concern and sadness for what we'd already seen on TV. It was taking place in other countries. There was trepidation about what might happen in our context for the people we love as well, but also just a sense of we need to put our minds together and work out together how we can do the best we can to minister to people in the midst of this context. So that first day, I remember there was a mix of shock, but also uh, a sense of, okay, well, what can we do? And as Ethan said, it was announced in our context by the government that we locked down and that we weren't allowed to meet together publicly for gatherings on the day that we were supposed to have a uh, gathering that night and then for those on the weekend. So, yeah, it was quite a uh, uh, a sober moment, really.
1: And mm-hmm. I suppose... It would, uh it also speaks to our adaptability, um, especially yourself, Ethan. About going well, we're just going to do it anyway. <laughs> that was that was also the flip side to that. I think that was really exciting that you were able to just turn turn that around. Do you want to talk about how that actually transpired? Because I think well, wasn't well, well, it
2: definitely wasn't just me. Well, that's sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like I said, you led the team, but yeah, t- tell us about like how you you got the team on board and got it started.
2: Yeah. So amazingly, Stu had said to me. I reckon I was, I was sharing this before. I think it was only like three weeks beforehand, maybe four. Uh, but you would say, "Oh, it'd, it'd be really cool to start uh, recording our gatherings." And so I was like, oh, "Okay, and I'll look into it." And I went out and I purchased some recording gear mm, and I right. bought some camera stuff to like set up with a like with a phone or whatever. And it was just like little stuff. that I was like, "Oh, like we'll try and use it." And we honestly hadn't used it yet because mm. I just hadn't. Got You said buy extra because we use it at all the gatherings. And I was like, okay, (laughs) if you say so. Uh, And so it was really amazing that we were able to go, okay, cool, here's the tech we've got. How can we use it? And so we had these little Bluetooth things and we had iPhones and that was it. We had this, so we we managed to connect the the Bluetooth thing connected a phone to uh, the sound desk. And so all the audio from the stage could go to the phone and that's all we needed from there. We just- it was really lo-fi. It was really fun to actually in that in that soberness. It got to a point where we actually, as we got that team together, it was really fun to figure it out uh, and make it happen. Uh, that do you want to share about that first? Yeah, absolutely. So the first gathering we did was <laughs> the first gathering we did didn't work at all because <laughs> we were like, oh, we'll live stream it. We'll put it on. We'll put it on Facebook. It'll go great. And it the internet just was so bad here at the factory that everyone sitting at home was just like, uh, we can't hear, We could, they couldn't see because it was too pixely. They couldn't hear a word because we hadn't figured it out, like figured it out properly through the sound desk yet. It just it just didn't work at all. It was all. a failed experiment. Oh, massively failed experiment. But we learnt heaps from that first thing, because if we didn't do that, we would have been failing on the night, the next night, yep. which was the whole trip, like a, a, a much bigger congregation. Uh, checking it out. So yeah, it was really cool to start with a fail because <laughs> yeah. that was part of how our team came together. Yeah. Our team came together from this fail making us go, all right, what do we need and who do we need? So uh, I'll shout out to Jai Lewis who was the guy who was right next to me the whole time and he is a tech whiz and far more intelligent than I am and he just was like, here's what you need, here's how to do it, here's how to make it work and I just tried kind of, team led within his ability which was yeah it was, it was, it was a huge gift uh, and he's he's my age which is really cool uh, maybe a little older i think but yeah
1: so were you uh, still okay with what was going on and we we're gonna live stream straight away um for the next night were you <laughs> a little bit uh, concerned about that the first one was failing to you
0: yeah no i mean i remember the overwhelming experience i had was turning on the the tv actually just a normal broadcast tv in sydney and it, it the fact that Christians were getting online and trying to use technology as they could was making it to the news because Mm. I think the secular media were actually really impressed with how Christians continue to adapt in a changing situation. And I think um, we went super lo-fi, heaps of people went super lo-fi, but there was this real genuine relational element to that it was honest and we're just continuing to do the best we could to be who we are and uh yeah i remember seeing on tv uh, a pastor with a guitar and he was playing his guitar on the lounge and then giving a sermon and i think his dog jumped up on the lounge with him or something (laughs) like that it was just really cool but then the other thing i noticed with that was um pretty soon after we started broadcasting all the tv stations needed to change too because all their reporters were at home and all their anchors were at home and so all of a sudden you see everybody's using iPhones and everybody's doing it so it was a real actually interesting leveller for a little while there technologically that everyone was having to adapt and change and I was really stoked to be part of the Christian community worldwide that was seeking to continue to use what we've got to reach out to people with the message we've got but yeah there was this uh, sense in me that like it's not really church unless we're gathering together but in the midst of this let's continue to preach the gospel and let's continue to um, give people an opportunity to connect as best we can. And that's one way of doing it. We did other things as well as digital, but that was one way.
1: Heath, we talked about the f- uh, being a failed experiment that night. What was the things that we changed to go for the next night that we wanted to make sure it didn't happen again?
2: So again, Jai was really lovely and said, hey, my internet's really good at my place. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. So what we can do, what we figured out what we needed to do was uh, all gather here today, uh, sorry, at church, on a Saturday night, Saturday day, sorry, all gathered together on a Saturday day at different intervals, because you couldn't be all in the factory at the same time uh, and record services pre- prior to streaming them. So we would then, uh, so we would record them. Uh, we try and do it in one take, which was really- uh, which Yeah, that was, really, was fun. I liked it that was really effect. fun. The reason we did that was partially because it meant that we didn't have to edit. And mm. so the lack of editing meant that we could Get it out faster but it also was we did it in one take because it meant that it felt he's more authentic more like church More he's basically. more like church uh, well, i think one of one of my fondest memories from sitting at home on my couch uh watching the service was mid one of the songs uh our our band leaders were were playing and singing the song and their daughter comes up <laughs> with a can of fanta and goes <laughs> Like that just holds it up, (laughs) just holds it up to them. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like we're we're, singing right now. now." (laughs) And like it was in the middle of the thing and that would never have happened. And and, and usually we often, we could have like, oh, we'll cut it and do it again. But there was none of that. It was, we're gonna be as authentic as possible. Uh, And I think that was really important to do in that context. Cause I think uh, we were a little worried about it becoming just a show that people watched. How professional it was! Yeah, and, and it's it wasn't a show that people watch for the professionalism. It was being in that community, uh, and you're laughing because it wasn't professional at all. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. <laughs> it was good. Um, it,
0: yeah, but we were t- using what we had, you know. Yeah, like probably. so, yeah, that was it oh, was good. Um, was but th- yeah,
2: sorry. So on that, so on that day, we pre-recorded and then we'd put it into a software on the computer, uh, and then go from that computer to uh, Facebook, and then we'd stream it, and we would do that on. We do that for the Saturday gathering, and then we do it for all of our other gatherings in a weekend. And so we ended up recording six services a weekend.
1: Yeah. When was the decision made? Do you remember when the decision was made that we want to do all six gatherings at the time? Yeah,
0: that's a really good question, because one of the things that happened in the dynamic of the leadership team straight away is we've talked about the shock absorber for years, but this was the first time we really had a, a really good chance to actually see the shock absorber in action, because we had junior staff members... And interns in our team, and then more experienced, older members in our team as well. And all us older members deferred to the young people and said, "How do you guys think we can make this work?" And as we conversed about that and talked about it around the table, uh, one one of the key principles that we wanted to draw out was, rather than going for a super professional uh, looking video, which some churches did, and that's great. You know, everyone made their own choices about how they wanted to present. Uh, online but we wanted to as Ethan said be just authentic and be ourselves and part of that conversation was it was actually some of the young people saying well uh, we could just do one service and broadcast that uh, once on a weekend or even multiple times Uh, we've got six gatherings why don't we actually try and see if we can to broadcast gatherings so that people who go to those gatherings can see people from their gathering Uh, on the screen and actually interact with people that they usually interact with at church to create some continuity so the the word continuity became a big thing for us in the midst of the discontinuity of COVID we wanted to have some kind of continuity so uh, we were really keen to continue to remind people that our relationship with God is still just as important and real despite the fact that we can't gather together physically and that he is with with us in spirit and we are also able to pray for one another and encourage each other and and but we wanted to sort of see if we can create six gatherings but we had to ask the young crew is that possible like do you think that's too much but rather than us coming up with the idea of six gatherings my memory anyway might be constructive memory but my memory was that it was you guys that were saying no I think we've got it we can do this across six gatherings and it was more like some of the old crew going oh I don't know like don't stretch yourselves too far like this is going to last for a little while." But uh, there was a lot of enthusiasm from the team to look after each other and support each other through that. But, yeah, it was the young people that actually led us into that decision.
1: Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Were you ready to go for that, Ethan?
0: Jai and I, in particular, I remember at a few points,
2: we were lovingly, by the staff, asked if we wanted to keep going, doing the six uh, at, at different points throughout uh, the the lockdown. And we each time we said, this is one of the most important things about what we're doing mm. is keeping the gatherings, not keeping them separate, but, but in, ensuring that people that go to different gatherings are loved and that we are one Saw sort Revival of Church, but we're different mm. within mm. that. And so we want to be loving to everyone at their particular gatherings. And so when you wake up on a Sunday morning and you have your gathering you're not just watching what was made for the people on Saturday night we're not, you're not just, like because we, we were getting people to get interviewed we were people getting banned leaders who usually went usually led at uh, the, at certain gatherings and we like there was lots of that kind of stuff going on and so it was like no it's actually really important to and, and service leaders sorry from particular gatherings and and prayers and so it was really important to go hey actually the people you're used to seeing and the people that you I'd uh, Love to see when you rock up to church. They're the ones who are making this happen for you. Mm. It's not just right. Saturday centric or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh,
1: like uh, that's the um, the basis of the decision of what we were going forward. So, as my next question is, how did we start uh, formalizing that and making it a regular thing? Because we were obviously we were locked down. I think I can not remember exactly how long it was but if it was for maybe 2 months or something that at least like I had to work from home for at least 2 2 months 2 mm-hmm. months sorry so we we had a lot of time to actually put out six gatherings week after week after week what um what things did we start improving and working on as we went through the whole process
2: uh I think we improved on everything
1: <laughs> of course keep edu- we keep iterating
2: in honestly we like it was it's actually really cool to see the iterations, if you watch it, like if you just scroll through the Facebook page, yep. um, you can see all of the different ways we'd set it up. Uh, we, we were on the stage on a couch for a while. We were sitting uh, next to a TV for a while. We had, uh, we, we got these chairs we've been using for podcasting. Yeah, they we got came. these for yeah. that yep. uh, a lot later. Like uh, we, we got this 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 corner setup up where we are, was for that and it was really cool to see that as each each time we moved location within uh, these these spots in the factory, uh, we saw that we were doing it because we needed to keep changing and iterating, and we kept coming up with new ideas and trying to make it not feel fresh, but but not stagnate and just go, okay, we're just doing another six this weekend. Let's go. It's every every gathering was another way to, um, yeah, to continue. Trying to create community, that and that and that mm. uh, that thing online.
0: And, and Jai did that in his garage. Yes. So we did did the Kiriwi services 100%. here in the factory, and yeah. then Jai did the Woolaware and the and the Yarrawari gathering in his in his in his garage, and he set up his garage and it looked unreal. It was awesome, and people were rocking up, and uh, it was very funny. And we do things like so Jai,
2: for example, one of his he has uh, some people who went to. Uh, Woolware, I think it was this service, were, lived down the road, and so he walked down his street, talking to the camera, leading the service. He sorry, he, there was a, there was a song, and then he walked out of his garage, walked down the hill, leading, saying all the things he needed to say as he was leading, and then talked to these guys, and they read and prayed yeah, yeah. outside. It yeah. was just nice. a really I didn't lovely. think he walked back up. Yeah, <laughs> that he walked back up, and he was back in the, he was back in his garage for the. For the last song, it was really, really cool. But yeah, well, that was the kind
1: cool. of the, the a pattern that we did fall into. We didn't want to break. We wanted to break patterns in terms of like how it looked and keeping it fresh. But one of the patterns we did fall into, I think, was that we kept the digital team the same, but we also tried to run our uh, teams, our service teams, almost the same as much as we could because mm-hmm. we kept um, bringing in the service leaders as they were on the roster. Mm-hmm. We kept um, hospitality. We couldn't really do. But the people that were praying and singing and doing the music and all that kind of thing—that we kept rotate, we actually kept rotating through them. So that was another way that we were keeping it fresh, yep. too. Uh,
2: the welcoming team also got to do uh, some really cool stuff. Uh, do you want to talk to that?
0: Yeah, Sorry. well, we we're on Facebook, and so we did it on Facebook. Other churches made different decisions. Some went on different things we did facebook so that people could keep commenting and the welcome team were on as commentators and they could welcome people and we actually uh had some people as other churches have probably had to some people joined from not just a little way away but we had some people join <laughs> from a long way away we had a, our mate ray uh you might be watching ray ray you mean from japan tokyo uh Saw revival and he's been regular ever since the beginning of covid and um he's been a terrific. Uh, friend and, and brother, and we've been able to engage with him in Tokyo as he jumps online. So the welcomers were really trying to make sure that they, you know, had some semblance of community uh, through that.
2: Mm. We also had a opportunity that the welcoming team, and was it the welcoming team? It was someone else as well, made the packages? The, yeah, so that was our life packs? support team. Life
0: support team. Yeah, life support team had an initiative where, again, like other churches did as well, we uh, got a list of all the people in our church, and we made some welcome packs, uh, my wife Lou put a lot of stuff together and we the life support team organised for everyone to get visited. So we visited everyone during COVID with a little pack just to tell them we, we called it an ISO pack, an isolation pack. Oh, that's right. I was trying so to remember it was Yeah, good. we sent the ISO packs out and everybody got one. And What was yeah, in the was ISO nice. pack? Do you remember? I don't remember. I think there was coffee. Yes. The coffee we have here. Uh, I don't remember what else we had. <laughs> it was Yeah, good. there was other it things was in there too. It was really fun though. Yeah.
1: I think is a good way to make sure it's like, hey, we're still thinking of you. Yeah, yeah that's sort part of, of, thing. of the church Yeah,
0: there was, I mean, there was a kids pack and different bits and pieces. Yeah.
2: Well, the kids team, as a, as another thing that happened, they, uh, I helped them create a kids TV show uh, called Kids TV, and uh, that went out on YouTube every week. My kids loved it. It was awesome, and so that would they would it would go live by. I think it was before the gathering yeah i think you put it on before yeah so i put it up before the it gathering Came out in the newsletter yeah it did and so it would it would go out and uh the kids got to use that and that was also on this cool rotating roster of uh the different members of the kids team would do talks uh, they would also do fun little things like uh, it was a memory pup- verses it was a or it was a puppet <laughs> the puppet was great uh, so yeah it was it was cool because each of the kids coordinators and kids team members were actually uh given different parts of episodes to do and all my job was was to put it together
0: yeah, I think we, I think it was good just to keep the community going, and mm-hmm. that was giving everybody a chance to do it. The youth did the same thing on a Friday oh, night yeah. with um, youth group every week on on Zoom. Yep. That was Zoom, cool.
2: Yeah. Yep, we um, did. We did well. We, oh, we were talking about Braden earlier. It was youth on Zoom, late night on Zoom, fuse on Zoom, kids on Zoom. Yep, uh, we, we tried dinner on Zoom. Yep, yeah, um, we tried
0: that after each gathering for a while too. Uh, that yeah. one, that one was another example of. It went a bit. Bit that got a bit harder. It did yeah. get a little, like that, that. Did get a little harder.
2: But youth was really fun. Um, and, and talking about that uh, as something I was involved in, we, we did a treasure hunt one night, one week. Uh, the treasure hunt was a really cool, it's a really cool example because it's something we cannot do ever again, because it was, what they did was they went to, a couple of the youth leaders went round to people's houses during the week and got the parents to hide something or have a riddle in their own house. And so the youth would have to figure out whether it was their house and then go find the thing uh so for example uh one of one of the youth kids was like oh my my dad's into conspiracy theories i'll i'll go i'll go find him and he had a conspiracy theory that we told him to just to make up <laughs> and that that conspiracy theory led to another person's
0: house like it was really fun yep. yeah, it was it's a good. really good night so we, yeah it's yeah. good to still have fun yeah
1: another thing that um came out we said that the youtube the kids youtube video was um, came out in the newsletter, but I think that's something that we've actually continued on. Stu, do you want to speak mm. to that a little bit about how we kind of kind of see as our church newspaper these days? Yeah,
0: well, that, that's what I I love about this episode as we as we talk about it because it's not just talk about how we got through COVID because everyone's got different stories about COVID, but it was a really uh, interesting time to to do some new things and then to see what new things might reshape how we continue to be in the future. So rather than just seeing this as a terrible thing that we needed to just endure it was a case of okay how can we be flexible and how can we adapt to it it is terrible and we do need to endure it but how do we be flexible enough to come up with some new ministry models that we might be able to use after and one of the things we thought that might help inform the church is we sent out a weekly newsletter that ended up becoming a mainstay of what we do now Uh, the podcasting that started during COVID as well and that's become a regular feature now for us as a church so yeah and we still do a digital gathering called sr digital we still do a church podcast that came out of that that you set up it was really cool you put hours and hours into that podcast of recording all the sermons each week we did i mean other churches had already done that but we hadn't got to that point yet so uh that, to me, was quite encouraging that we were able to come up with new ministry forms and have new staff members uh, that created new ministries out of that uh, situation. So it was good to see the flexibility of the team. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think for sure that's what um, what COVID taught us was how to be flexible and be mm. adaptable. Before we actually were able to go back to physical gatherings when they lessened the restrictions, um, do you want to just give a few stats on how many gatherings we actually ended up streaming? Do you remember?
2: I, I don't remember fully, but I so I reckon about 120 what, what, like 110 to 120 uh, different gatherings were recorded over the course of however long.
1: But you miss celebrating the 100th episode? So
2: yeah we missed the 100th episode because because I think we went we went back like there was a moment where everyone came back to church for one week and oh, then and that. then the week after we were back in lockdown again
0: that was part of what was hard about this whole thing wasn't yeah. it it was so much uncertainty that's where the flexibility was really important Fully. and the conversation between the staff team but also the whole church like everyone had to be involved and we had to kind of include people in the conversation because it was and it continues to be random i mean you know this this situation's continuing so mm-hmm.
2: but we got to we got to we we took that being thrown back into it and uh, the service leaders decided to get a cake mid-service and put candles on it that said 104 because it was our 104th live stream because <laughs> we hadn't celebrated our 100th so that was really fun
1: what else did it teach us i mean like i know that um that's when when will i keep reflecting on these things it's like yes covid was a really hard situation for mm. pretty much everyone around the world right but for when and though we had to do a lot of hard things in terms of going digital online we couldn't see each, we couldn't see each other we couldn't um, being community and fellowship with each other. But there's so many things that I feel like as a church we learned. Like, I mean, I think we had older and younger people still doing the services, all men and women, all that kind of stuff. There was a, a, a certain, like a large number of people actually being part of it. Um, what else do you think that we learned during that time?
0: Yeah, I think one thing I'd chuck in there is I think that we learned that Everyone needed to work on their own personal relationship with Jesus. Uh, something I read in Bonhoeffer, Dietrich Bonhoeffer years ago, was that sometimes Christians get too, uh, too reliant on community and and don't actually spend enough time working on their own piety, their own prayer life and their own Bible reading. And secondly, sometimes people don't appreciate community enough and they're too too disconnected from community. So uh, I think it's important for us to, to be able to contribute to community, but also to be, as a Christian, be able to maintain uh, a relationship with Jesus that we work on ourselves as well. And so I saw a lot of that, that a lot of Christians were working on that. I think there was a, a greater desire for community because people... Were missing what they took for granted so there was a bit of that also think that it was amazing seeing christians actually without the spaces that we'd created to look after each other still looking after each other and i found that really encouraging to see discipleship and mission continuing despite the fact that this pandemic was on and no one was organizing the church and yet ministry was still happening that was super encouraging
1: yeah wow. that's really cool um i think something that we learned was that we continue we need to continue experimenting i know that Um, A few episodes ago, we talked about uh, one of the big experiments we did was planning two gatherings in one year. Something that I learned was especially, we like to say also that the youth is where we like to experiment. And um, I think, Ethan, it'd be (laughs) cool to share some of the things that you experimented with in the digital service on a Friday night. Do you want to throw out some
2: of those? Yeah. So we knew that we could experiment a little. I want to say experiment. I should say experiment a little more. But I think I can say get away with a little more (laughs) uh, on a Friday night for that gathering, uh, and it was really fun to do that. Uh, We got given uh, a lovely amount of permission uh, to just just play around with it, and because what we did was, as we as we played around with the format of what people were watching, we weren't changing what we were talking about. We were talking about Jesus, and we would have a song, and we'd have a prayer, we'd have it like it was all the same formula. But we do stuff like I'll, I'll have a few examples. Now we tried to do, we did, sorry, we pulled it off. It was amazing. We did church in a car. Yes. So it was like, you guys were just driving around. Yeah. We were just driving around. And my brother and I were in the front seat and we were, we were leading the service. And then at one point we picked up, we picked up another guy that was, we picked up Braden and he played a song (laughs) with his guitar and, oh, and, and Riley Fox was sitting in the back of this back the whole time. as our sound guy, which was hilarious. And then we picked up Greaves and did an interview and drove around the block. And then we picked up uh, Stu and he gave the sermon. In yep. the car. It was a really cool service. We did another one where, uh, again, Elijah and I built the factory out of Lego. This is amazing. This and, and I spent probably too long, but I spent quite a while doing a stop motion of the entire of the gathering, entire gathering <laughs> uh, which was really fun. It was, it was awesome fun. to do. It, was very fun. it looked very silly. My but children
1: really enjoyed that one. And
2: and 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 for in 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 our soberness, you, there was this like it panned out, and then the sermon was given, and then it panned back in. Like, so it was, <laughs> it, was, it was it was a you weren't distracted by this Lego moving figure. But yeah. yeah, it was it was a really it was a really exciting time. We we were playing with mirrors. We were. There was a moment where everyone was dressed up as construction workers because our mate was a surveyor and he just had stuff in his car. Uh, there was another one where we turned off all the lights uh, and just stood in in the round in the middle of the church and just did a beautiful uh, time of, um, yeah, just singing together, which was really beautiful. And yeah, we had some really cool times of experimentation. Uh, when stuff went wrong, uh, it was almost... Like we, at one point, we went outside uh, and I was closing up the gathering uh, and the audio cut out because we hadn't, it, the signal didn't work. And so we just put subtitles on <laughs> that were really silly and reminiscent of Monty Python, which <laughs> was very fun.
1: As I think, Stu, you said earlier today, um, it's good that we have a former youth buster as a senior pastor to be able to let <laughs> us do those kind of
0: things. Yes. You reckon there's a bit more. Uh, Bit more room, a bit more leeway, a little there bit, a yeah. little bit, maybe. Little bit.
1: I think there's the other one that I was quite impressed with is that um, uh, the, our Christmas services. Mm. Stu, do you want to talk us through that a little bit and what happened there? Yeah,
0: as Ethan said, and again, people have gone through way more oh, difficulties than us. But one of the things that was frustrating at Christmas was we were about to have Christmas and we just got back to getting used to gathering again, and all of a sudden we. Um, we so had to call it and the northern and northern and beaches outbreak. Yeah, there think. was there was um, another outbreak and so we had to call services off. And again straight away in the team meeting the young crew said, "Look, we think we can do this." And again, actually this time even more dramatically than the first time, the older members of the team just backed off and said Because we do believe in the whole team working together and this is where the flexibility of youth comes in. And basically Braden and Ethan came back with with a plan. This is how we're going to do it. We just said, yep, we'll just get in. We filmed one of the services uh, in the bush. We filmed one of the services. Where was the other one? Um, we had to do four services, I think, over the weekend.
2: I, I'm not sure. Oh yeah, we did. We did. Mm.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I can't remember. Doesn't really others. matter. But, but, but yeah, one, it was really cool to do that the in the one in the bush
2: was particularly beautiful. Yeah, yeah but the, the one guys, in the bush was lovely. You guys lovely. live up near the bush. Yeah, exactly. And
1: you guys went through a path of, like yeah. You know, this is here's the prayer. Here's the gathering. Here's yeah. the service leading. Here's the sermon. Yeah. it was. It was an, I it was thought really it was a really well done. It was service. really lovely. Was like, and you could hear the cicadas so it was very Australian. Yeah, christmas yeah. In
0: Australia, we have an insect that goes in the trees called cicadas that we all love a lot, and they were singing as we were singing, and I thought that was really beautiful.
1: Yeah, Um, was it a reflecting on it was it a stretch to do all six gatherings do we should we have done that
2: reflecting on it I think it was a stretch should we have done it probably like I think we I think we should have I think it was really good we did if it was the right decision I think it was the right decision I think we would have lost some of our church plants Uh, one of them uh, we didn't uh key. have we talked about yeah a couple the, of episodes ago we yeah. were talking
0: about when we started the sunday gathering during covid the sunday gathering lost a lot more resources than yeah. their other gatherings so when we came back just before christmas and then came back again after christmas we decided put that sunday gathering on hiatus but yeah ethan's right we have a uh, three campuses and we had uh, a fourth one start up during covid which we could talk about today too mm. but the uh the, the idea was to keep the shape of those three campuses and all the individual gatherings had such um, a tight identity through COVID because of those gatherings that despite how much it took, it was a lot of work and everyone was working hard, but the the outcome was that when we came back out of COVID, um, we came back with all but about 20 people um, from from before COVID. So most of the church has come back again. So it's quite, um, quite a blessing that uh, God's been very kind and gracious to us. So we started with 30 people and grew um, up to a, about 550 people just before COVID. And then after COVID, we came back with with almost all those people coming back. So that was really massive blessing. And we're really... Uh, keen that um, even if people didn't reconnect with us after COVID that they were connected somewhere and I'm really stoked that most of the people who didn't come back to Saw Revival have connected at another church so I think that's um, really great Uh, And I think a real big part of that goes to the fact that we were just keeping this rhythm, getting everyone together regularly in that same habit of meeting together as God's people, even though we weren't meeting together, and it wasn't church because we weren't gathering together, but we were still getting together, hearing the Word of God, praying, and we were doing some of those things each week, which again I think strengthened our individual piety as a group of people. Yeah.
1: You, um, just previously you mentioned uh, our, our next campus or our next gathering, which um, is our brothers and sisters that we, we call West Ride at the moment.
2: Yeah, West Ride.
0: Um, yeah, do you yeah. want to
1: speak to that? Because it's, it, the online church really helped with that because they're obviously a little bit further away from where we usually are. Yeah, you want to say talk. About yeah, well,
0: that? That, that's a terrific story. So, in in the previous podcast, we talked about how we wanted to continue to be a church planting church. We planted Kirawee, then we planted Woolaware, which is subsequently moved from Woolaware, our suburb, to Cranola. So now it's Kiriwee, Cranola, and then Yarrawara, So we've got those three campuses. And while we were planting those churches, we had a student minister from Moore College. Her name's Grace Wang, and she's come along. Uh, to us from Moore College as a student minister with us for two years. And Grace was a terrific um, sister and she was terrifically involved and we we, we lo- loved her heaps and she was really loving the ministry. Uh, when she finished Moore College, uh, her theological studies at Moore College, she let us know that she was getting a job at City Bible Forum but she said to us, while she's going to go to Sydney Bo- City Bible Forum, she'd really love to still be a part of Soul Revival, but she wanted to move to West Ride to live with a sister in West Ride. How is there any way we could see to doing that? And uh, she said, maybe we could start a Bible study at West Ride, part of Soul Revival. Uh, rather than just setting that up without uh, chatting with anyone, we talked to ENC and we talked with some of our friends from. Uh, E&C, Phil Wheeler and Archie Poulos. I also talked to Peter Haywood, our bishop, about that. And they thought it was a good experiment to try a little Bible study. And so Grace and a few friends got together at West Ride and they started just before the outbreak of COVID. So they had six Christians meeting together at Grace's house for a Bible study, a community group. And it was a soul revival community group. And they added a new thing to it, which they'd come up with called Bible Chats. And they did Bible Chats before they the community group and the Bible chats were to ask their non-Christian friends to come along and talk about the Bible. And so they'd they'd got about six or seven friends coming along to this um, group every week. So there's about 12 of them every week before COVID struck. Then when COVID hit, obviously we're all in our own homes. And so the members of the West Ride community group were not only uh, tuning in to the service, but we'd also invited them to be members of our leadership team at church. So um, we had Ian and Grace and Louisa and Michelle and Wang all joined our Vival, uh Council. Wang's actually gone on to become one of our parish councillors, yep. and so that's pretty cool. And and so those guys were meeting together, but then even when they were apart, they were still supporting each other and encouraging each other, getting online. And then when they've come back, uh, they've got back together again. And we're currently trying to find a place for the West Ride crew to be meeting because that little group is continuing to grow. So we're talking with some of the ministries on the North Shore about that. Uh, we're keen to start talking some more soon about how that Bible study is continuing, which is terrific. So we don't know what the future exactly is looking like at the moment, but that Bible study is is an amazing part of our community and we really love them heaps.
1: Did that Grace come up with a, the term connected community?
0: She did, yeah. So Grace was saying that she'd come across some learning experience that she'd been a part of, um, and they had this phrase called connected community, and she thought, oh, that would actually work really well for who we are at, at West We're not actually a church plant in the sense that we're planting a new gathering, a new campus, but we are a small Bible study community group, as we call it at Soul Revival, and we're connected to Soul Revival. The difference is that most people in community groups would go to the service every weekend and then have their community group midweek. Well, they were just a bit further away than everybody else, so they thought they'd tune in together for the gathering, and because Ethan had set up the digital gathering with everyone in the digital team at Soul Revival, that continued on after COVID, so they were able to meet in the lounge room watch the gathering together, do Bible chats before the gathering and then have a meal and a chat afterwards and Grace coined a new term for us and came up with a new strategy called Connected Community. So now we've got this exciting uh, spread of expressions at Soul Revival of community groups, our, our Connected Community at Westride and our church plants and gatherings that we have. So that's been exciting.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Um this actually brings us, this is the final episode of season two for the Shock Absorber. Yep, but it is. But Stu, yeah. I wonder if you could bring us up to the present. So obviously COVID is still a thing for us, but we've talked about all the learnings that we've uh, learned from doing church online. How, do we, how are we implementing those learnings from now up until right now, in the pre- from then up until right now in the present? Can you finish us off and tell us? Where that's at?
0: Yeah, so I think we've had a time of consolidation during COVID. We've had a good opportunity for us to have a good look at all our structures and have a think about them. We've had a really good opportunity to be even more prayerful and spend even more time reflecting on how we do st- the stuff we do. Uh, it just so happens that because we've got all this digital stuff now, we're doing more content and we're thinking through a bit more about how we uh, come back from COVID. And so when we brought Woolaware back out of COVID after the lockdowns. Uh, we have, as I said, moved it to Cronulla Anglican Church. Uh, Cronulla Anglican Church have been kind enough to let us rent their, their church hall for the Woolerware group to meet in. And um, we thought, why don't we, as we emerge out of COVID, it's chance now for a new era. And so maybe this new era, this new start is a new generation church planning approach. And so what we've decided to do with that is, uh, which we'll pick up in the future, I think in future seasons, is we've decided to re. Uh, think about how we prepare for church planning and how we actually continue church planning. Instead of talking about greenhousing and then implementing that greenhouse, we've taken all those iterations and all those experiments that we've done in that first 10 years of the Soul Revival church planning experiment, and now we're starting a new era, and we're calling that the shock absorber church planning era. And the idea of shock absorber church planning is to take all the experience of the youth ministry at Guymer Anglican Church, and take all the experience of the church planting at Sorrow Revival Church, and say, how do we? What have we learned about bringing young people and older people together to minister together in the church? And so we've had a, a think about taking on that trellis and the vine idea from Cole Marshall and Tony Payne's book. How do we build structures and people ministry that's proportionate? And instead of continuing on with their metaphor, we've actually absorbed that metaphor into our context by talking about, let's do Shock Absorber Church. And the summary of Shock Absorber Church is, let's continue to teach our theology, which is Jesus changes everything, our strategy, which is to share the truth and love of Jesus person to person, generation to generation, culture to culture and place to place, and to make sure that our practice always involves mission and discipleship. And if we take that idea, what if we were to look at giving permission to all our different contexts, giving them an opportunity to have the same theology and the same strategy, but have different flexibility and practice in the midst of where they are particularly. Grace is a good example with Ian and the guys at uh, West Ride, how they started a connected community. Uh, we've had this fun idea that instead of talking about that being a greenhouse. What if we use this shock absorber, which come from comes from a car uh, metaphor, and actually extend that metaphor to explain ch- our new church planning era? And we've had this cool idea that our different church services and gatherings and where people t- come together are different sizes, and there's different kinds of dynamics that are at work in different size groups. So when something's really, really small, we've had this fun idea to call that a Vespa like a vespa scooter and it's like when you get a vespa scooter you just need a small vehicle to run around a few people well two actually because i think (laughs) three would probably be too much but anyway you get the idea so the vespa is small enough just for one or two people to roll around in we're thinking if you actually plant a formal gathering that's almost like your first car when you get your first car uh you just need a car big enough for you and a few friends and uh My first car was a Beetle, and I think that's a bit of an iconic car, so we had a bit of fun with saying, why don't we use a Beetle as the idea of a a small gathering that's just starting out together. We think that uh, to get from a Vespa stage, which we're also calling a connected community... Vespers Connected Community to move to a formal gathering which is called a Beatle we're going to need more structures we're going to need to get better structures we're going to articulate them better so the Connected Community at the moment they can get online and they can watch online and they can just have a Bible study together and, and Bible chats and have a meal but if they're going to have a formal service, they're going to need preachers and they're going to need kids' ministry. Those service teams. That yeah, and we about. think the leap between a Vespa and a Beatle is going to be you need the 10 service teams in place. That's right. So the 10 service teams coming into place means that's the structure you need for a Beatle. But then in a Beatle, when you've just got a small group of people driving around, you don't need too much structure. But when you go beyond 50 people, which we think a beetle would be around 50 people, I think it's around 50 people we found is is a sustainable Uh, size for a formal gathering we can start off with a Vespa but to get it to be open as a formal gathering you need about 50 people which again we've said during this season we've discovered is accurate we think in our context that that's what we learned from Geneva too and that's what uh, a lot of people around the world are saying but um, having that connected community means we can still plant quickly and cheaply with smaller gatherings and we can now articulate what a connected community is and we could probably start more of them in this new season. So West Riders worked, and we think we can do that again as a Vespa. And if that group grows to the size big enough to make a formal gathering, we'd obviously talk to local bishops and ministers around the area and see if there's anyone who's keen for us to be part of the ecosystem of ministry where they are, if that's how big it got. And if that's the idea, that beetle might be established as a formal gathering with about 50 people, with 10 service teams, with... uh, uh, pastors and a place to meet and with all those things we said you need the the location the leadership the launch team the legals lots of money and lots of money <laughs> and and having the hub and spoke model is we can support those vespa connected communities from the hub and we can we can also help them to grow towards beetles or or small f- formal gatherings from the hub so we've got the legals and the finances to do that and resources even though that Beetle starts off as its own thing, and the Vespa does, uh, even even at West Ride, we've already got the guys at West Ride to start the service teams that we've we've got, and the service team coordinators that are overseeing the whole of Soul Revival are helping the West Ride people achieve stuff like life support and hospitality and things like that so the thing is though what happens when a church gets bigger it needs bigger structures and to symbolize that in our new shock absorber church planning idea we're thinking when you get your first car sometimes you need to upgrade to a bigger car particularly in again in in my case just to have a bit of fun we got a a combi van after we got a beetle my (laughs) wife and i lou because we had kids and we needed a bigger car and so for a bit of fun because again our combi van is a pretty iconic vehicle we've decided to go for These three cars is the representation of three sizes of services to show people really clearly that as you get bigger as a church, you need to stop and rethink your structures and get bigger. But what we've got, which we're really excited about, is the same 10 service teams need to just get bigger in each context and they need to change the way they work. So what we've been able to come up with through this season's podcast is a really good examination of what we've tried in that first 10 years of Sorrel Revival Church and now stretching out, we're going to use this shock absorber church planning idea having some fun with the cars, the Vespa, the Beetle and the Combi, to say that when you're only a few people in a lounge room, you only need a few resources. When you're a, a bit bigger formal gathering when you first start, you need a bit more resources. But when you get over 100, 150, 200 people, you need different kind of uh, format. And together, we can, we can as a church start planning these new gatherings and have the flexibility to think of them differently depending on the size they are so we're pretty excited about that new model and we'll probably unpack that uh next season when we come back to to talk about that again
1: yeah absolutely and that was um super exciting but also a very highly highly comprehensive um wrap-up is there anything <laughs> that you want to just add to that before we finish
2: i don't know i'm just really excited that it's been really cool to see this season i haven't been here, here, I've often been behind the desk or yep. uh, elsewhere, but it's been really cool to see this whole season lead up to this point mm. as, as, like, I, I, we've talked about the vesper and stuff beforehand and mm. and even though that only really came into fruition this year, mm. it's been really cool to see how not only the last years of being a old Church but the history, even prior to that, has all led up to this moment of of a creation of an idea that will then go on to something really different and really exciting. Mm. It's Uh, fun to see how it goes. Yeah, Yeah. so it's really exciting to see how what we've done informs what's next. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, that will wrap us up for this episode and for this season of the Shock Resolved podcast. Do not worry, but we are going to have plenty more episodes coming out. Season three, where we'll start talking about kids ministry and many other things related to what Stu was just talking about. But I'd also like to say thank you very much, Ethan, for your efforts during the time of COVID and making our digital gatherings, and also as our children's pastor. So thank you very much. And for also joining us on this uh, episode. So thank you. Thank and you for having me. <laughs> not a problem at all. And also, Stu, thank you very I'm much. The,
2: I'm the youth pastor. I don't want to steal Tim's job because yeah. that would mean I'm on hit next season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Tim is our children's pastor. Um, and Stu, also to thank you very much for this season. It's been really fun. It has, I've mate. learned a lot. Yeah. and uh, hopefully I can keep learning a lot more
0: yeah I've, I've learned heaps from you too bro so oh, it's been fun thank you man and we should
1: also say thank you very much for everyone that's been listening and or watching um, we really really appreciate it and we appreciate the support once again as I say at the end of every episode if you've got any questions email me joel at au. and um, I think we'll wrap it up with uh, as we like to ready guys one way